0: Welcome, everyone. I am so excited to be back with you. My name is Andy, and if you are new here, welcome. This is Magic Through My Eyes. This is a podcast all about the magic and wonder of Disney in its various expressions and the reasons that I love it so much. So I'm so stoked to be here with you today. I have the distinguished honor today of introducing our very first guest, On magic through my eyes and I thought who better than the best of the best the cream of the crop tip of the top and it is my sister Nikki she is my very best friend besides my husband of course shout out to Nathan as always I always shout out Nathan in my episodes cuz I love him so much but anyway this is not about him this is about Nikki Nikki uh, has well we've we've been close for a long time you could say we grew up together and we've been through lots of seasons of life together known her since birth Forced best friend, basically, uh, but turned into one of the greatest friends I've ever Not had. Chosen,
1: chosen, chosen best, best friend. <laughs> As
0: children, it was forced best friend. <laughs> so anyway, I'm so excited that she is on the show. What we're going to be talking about today is uh, something that is really personal and important to us. I mentioned it in the first episode about my brother, our brother Matthew, and yes, that he is he, my brother too. <laughs> right, <laughs> he uh, has autism. And so our experience with Disney has been uh, really marked by that. The way that we see Disney is a lot different than I feel like most people just because we have that unique set of experiences that we've gotten to have because of Matthew and his autism. Sure. And so today we are just going to delve into the topic of Disney with autism.
1: Nikki. Yes.
0: Describe. I forgot what you said. What
1: was the question again? My question. This is this is how like transparent and just like real we are. (laughs) She was like, I need I need help coming up with a question. I need an icebreaker (laughs) question for my guest. So I came up with my own question. So (laughs) hopefully I I do it justice. But the question was uh, describe because your podcast is magic through my eyes. Yes. So describe the Disney magic. In three words.
0: Yes. Okay, so describe the Disney magic, like how you see it, in three words.
1: Yes. Wow. What a great question.
0: I know. I thought so too. <laughs>
1: Amazing. Okay. Um, let's see. So the first word that comes to my mind is just fun. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so much fun and joy and laughter, but we'll, we'll go with fun. Um, the second word that comes to mind is language because disney has the ability just with the music the songs the scripts even if you take the sound element away and you look at uh, just the beauty of the artistry of what's created in their movies i mean it transcends languages mm-hmm. and then also, to a personal point, it transcends, <laughs> with our family and our brother's uh, limited language and ability to speak, right. it gave us a dialect, so to speak, um, to use with him. I like so, that. So, okay, so that's my first two words. This is really cheesy, but the, the only other thing right now that's coming to my mind is life. Uh-huh. I think it's a very oh, life-giving thing. And uh, a lot of people are like, if you love Disney, like you love it for life kind uh-huh. of thing. Like, yeah. Or, oh, Disney's like... It's a way of life, so I don't know. That's kind of cheesy, but those are the three that are coming to my head now. I like that a lot. The next time I'm on the podcast, I reserve the right to change <laughs> if I want to <laughs> update these three words to something else. <laughs> I love it.
0: Oh, that's great. Um, that's a little bit about Nikki. Welcome to the show. We thank are you. so thank excited. You, thank you. I thought about calling the episode Disney with Disabilities, um, but I feel like that wouldn't be fair because there is uh, a myriad of uh, different disabilities that, that people have and that they deal with. And I'm only uh, acquainted, like, I only know autism sure. well. So Disney and, with autism, that's and, what we're calling and it. And I
1: would also go to venture to say that even within the realm of autism spectrum disorder, there there is so much to that. And yeah. oftentimes you're never going to meet one individual with autism that's like another so for sure anything that andy and i say please realize that we're coming from it purely from Mm. matthew's perspective from our personal family's perspective and so we hope that i would say the stories that we share and the memories and the moments um i hope that this is uplifting and like we're just able to kind of share a little bit of our story and have a lot of fun with it yeah Uh, but just know that what we're sharing is if you know someone who has autism or maybe you have someone in your family their story may look a lot different than yeah, ours totally um, different and so we just want to share a little bit I guess it's almost kind of like Matthew magic through Matthew's eyes yeah that's kind sure. of what this episode is so. and I love it yeah so this is gonna be a lot of fun
0: no I think that's a really good point to make that it, it really is different for every family sure and every person who who deals with this and so know that like where we come from is just our own personal experience, and I'm really excited to, to share stories and and to chat about things. Um, but honestly, growing up with uh, with an, a brother who had autism um, was really difficult, and I, I know I speak for Nikki too that it it was it was just hard because especially. I think I mentioned this in the first episode that when he was first diagnosed, it was super not known. It, well, autism wasn't a common thing. We would uh, People would say, hey, well, well, granted, they weren't being insensitive. They were just curious, like, what's wrong with him? Uh, we would say, he has autism. And they'd say, what's that? Um, right. Just because people didn't know. And the sad thing is that it's a lot more common now. But because of its commonality. It,
1: it's sad and it's not. I would say yeah. it's a, it's two sides. It's, oh, yeah. Um, of course, we always would wish everyone to be at their, their happiest and most content, but I also know and have seen many people from the autism community come to lead full and happy lives, oh, fully yeah. understanding their diagnosis and where they're coming from, um, and so... I don't know. <laughs> I hope that no, no, no. is making sense what I'm it, saying. Yeah, I think um, it's
0: kind of what you were saying. Like, it's it's good and bad. Like, it's really good that people know about it now and that it's...
1: Uh, good that it, people are learning how, to, how, how they work and how their brains function. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's just because it is such a wide thing, not everyone functions the same way. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why each individual's perspective is so unique.
0: Yeah. And that's part of like the goal of this episode is to just share our unique perspective and how specifically it relates to Disney. Sure. And I know growing up that... <laughs> I need
1: a different word. I keep saying
0: sure. No, you're good. It, it's fine. <laughs> it's not a problem. I appreciate the extra affirmation. Um, but I know for me personally, embracing autism was really, really hard uh, when I was first growing up. And then I just reached a point where I was like, there's no uh, reason to ignore this. Like, I don't need to hide this part of my life. Like, what Absolutely. tried to bring a lot of shame onto our family, I believe the Lord has really used as, a, like, a beacon of hope for a
1: lot of people. And I would say also in our lives, just as his sisters, yeah. so much joy. Oh, yeah. I mean, to this day, Matthew can make us laugh harder than pretty much yeah. anyone on the planet. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, like, I'm holding my side, weeping, because I'm laughing so hard because of something he did or said or...
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And I just know for me, what was so frustrating was none of us had any power to change the situation. And so... I realized at one point that I just needed to embrace it and especially embrace it in public. And, and that was really hard at times, but, and I know I've said that a couple of times now, but <laughs> blanket statement, it was hard. Um, <laughs> but one of the point places, <laughs> right, where I felt like, it it was so much easier and just brought a lot of joy to embrace his autism was actually through Disney and specifically at the Disney parks growing up and so a lot of our memories our sweetest memories with Matthew are actually from Disney absolutely um, and i said this on the first episode but my disney memories started with watching movies disney movies at home with matthew and nikki and we just, sto- right? yep. <laughs> we just watched these stories. Yep. We just watched these stories unfold together and um, I will never trade those memories for anything. And it's been so fun to see those memories build on each other and part of like my love for Disney, the biggest part of it comes from that root. And really why I one of the reasons I decided to call this podcast Magic Through My Eyes is because of him. Mm-hmm. Because the magic becomes so personal because of him, yes. and it becomes such a unique experience of magic because of
1: Matthew. So I love that so much. Can I just say? And I oh. think anyone who knows Matthew and loves him would like agree 100%. wholeheartedly. Um, because once they know him, I think they all come to appreciate things that he loves, and Disney being a huge thing that you know yeah. he cherishes. Is definitely one of that. So,
0: and I think what it's, a sweet
1: homage. I know. Oh, so thanks. I feel
0: like it's <laughs> a, it's a way that people who don't know him can instantly connect with him. And he, he's like, he, if someone starts talking to like talking Disney to him, right. Like, it's all an automatic respect.
1: Isn't there a shirt? Out there that says talk Disney to me. There probably
0: like. is, yeah. and if there is, we need to get it for Matt. Yeah. <laughs>
1: because <laughs> like, uh, just anytime we take him out, it's like,
0: yeah, just outside, just Absolutely. talk
1: Disney to me. Just you know. um, Disney we'll be good,
0: right? <laughs> we quote movie lines, we sing songs, all the different things. And so, like I said, a lot of our family's memories, sweetest of memories, are attached to Disney, whether it be at the parks or just movies or uh, things that he would. Say, and we had no idea what he was saying, and then we figured out he's quoting this movie line, you know, uh, things like that. And so, um, I thought it would be really fun, yes, to tell you guys a little bit about Matthew so that way you you have some context within like the Disney world, what he responds to, what he loves. So, um, instead, he's not on the show with us today, which is kind of sad, we miss him, but I thought that I would. We We could just go through a couple of things that he loves, like favorite movies, favorite songs, that kind of thing. And because I'm a super nerd, I thought it'd be really fun because I'm like Matthew's favorite Disney movie. There's no way to narrow it down to just one. And so I literally- That
1: is the understatement of the year. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought it would be really fun to go through Matthew's favorites from each era. So... From the golden age of Disney animation, which is at the very beginning, um, I would say his favorites are Bambi and Pinocchio.
1: Yes. Hands down. Um, Absolutely. One of his most quoted lines is from Bambi, and it's really obscure. Um, Which one?
0: Birda. Birda. Yeah. He... Be, bird, 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 Right. <laughs> because uh, Matthew has super limited vocabulary as well. And uh, so... Sometimes the way that he forms words, it's almost like when, and I don't mean this offensively, it's sometimes just like how a, when a toddler's learning to talk. Right. And so they, they say specific vowels or consonants differently. Um, that's kind of how he phrases it. And so he's just like, it's ridiculous and hilarious how he says these things.
1: I think that's also part of how he has learned to not only speak but also see the world is yeah. through, it's because. Uh, Disney movies, when they animate the, the films, they often do things in such an over-exaggerated manner. It really yes. helps him kind of understand more so how to use a word or the context or yeah. even how to say the word properly. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. So it's, it's really fun. No,
0: <laughs> totally. And I think we'll come back to that later too because oh. I want to delve into that more because I think that's one of the most fascinating things. Uh, about the... Because it, it's not just Matthew. There have been other accounts of, of people who have said that like Disney it, it, it and their autism, it like connects and makes sense to them. Yeah. Um, so, the Silver Age, which is... I think that was post-World War II up until the early 1960s. Um, why don't you share with us, Nikki, his favorites from there?
1: So, his favorites, we've narrowed it down to Peter Pan, which is a duh. no duh if peter pan ever... is like top three i think yeah. <laughs> i would even maybe argue top two but top yes. two, um and then the jungle book yes so just the
0: sweetest and it's not just the films themselves it's the characters the songs it's the songs all of it um so the bronze age which some people refer to the dark ages of of disney animation this was post-walt disney pre-disney renaissance um, and so his absolute favorite from that era, all hands down, is Robin Hood. Um, but some honorable mentions, I think, would be Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. The Great yes. Mouse Detective, uh-huh. The Rescuers. The Rescuers is great. And oh, also, it's excellent. It's
1: a super underrated film, so if you've never seen it, please Do go watch The Rescuers. And Matthew a favorite, and go watch it. Yes. it's great.
0: Um, so definitely... I, it's so funny because the Bronze Age is seen as, like, the some of the worst and he time ever. He just loves And it. he loves so many movies. Like, basically every film from this time except The Black Cauldron. Yeah. And maybe another one or two. But, like, The Aristocats, Fox and the Hound, like, all of these, he loves them.
1: He, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. If he's, like, sick and not feeling well, he's probably, he's going to be watching a movie from this time era.
0: I didn't think about that. It's like Matthew's comfort food movies.
1: It, yeah. These oh are his my gosh.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So past bronze age is when you get into the Renaissance, which are like the bread and butter of some of the best Disney movies that we've ever I known. Mean,
1: do we even need to go beyond this? Like. Right.
0: <laughs> do we have to? Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> but his favorite definitely from this time would be Nikki, take it. Aladdin. Aladdin. Hands
1: down. Hands stinking down. I mean, even still to this day, if you see anything Aladdin, he stops in his tracks and he's just like yeah. taken back to that film mm-hmm. with the character. I think even more than he can tell us, I think Matthew just identifies so much with Aladdin and with his story mm-hmm. and trying to make his way in the world. And, yeah, you know, that and even the song, A Whole New World, I yeah. think just resonates with him so, so much.
0: Oh, yeah. And that, that song like drove me bananas for years because he loved it so much it was one of the top songs that he would listen to and i had to take a good break from it for like five years aladdin
1: is a movie i never got tired of but you i got so tired
0: of it like like but now really, it's really been resurrected really. for me, and I think Aladdin is a work of art. Yes. Especially a whole new world. Uh, but, yeah. You've, I, you've made
1: your peace with it, and now you love it. Yeah. Yes.
0: And it's <laughs> not, like he, like we said before, he loves every character from these movies. Yeah. But I think his absolute favorite is Aladdin, where I feel like the majority of people, they're like, oh, the genie, which, of course, he's amazing. But for Matthew, like, Aladdin hits home, for sure. And,
1: but to your point, there's not a character in that movie that he does not love. Yeah. I mean... Carpet, Raja. I mean,
0: Abu, Abu. the Sultan, y- yeah. even Jafar. Like, like he's all game. All of it.
1: The lamp. Prince Ahmed. Do you remember? Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember the lamp that we found? Oh yeah. We moved here to Texas, uh-huh. and he found it in this. Oh my God thrift store oh yeah and he tore open the packaging so that mob had to buy it it was this
0: two-scale version of the magic lamp from aladdin now granted it was made of plastic plastic but it was so cool he just he carried, he carried that thing that around, around thing, everywhere
1: it, like it was a crown or like this rare jewel oh man it he... is a rare jewel <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was uh he loved yes, that thing he so loves much aladdin. um okay so gotta get back on sorry no it's fine it's me too like yeah. i'm just getting chatty but it's fine that's what this podcast is for so post-renaissance which is when we saw movies from fantasia 2000 basically leading up to tangled um this was an interesting time of disney animation matthew doesn't really have a favorite from this time but he i will say the, that's exactly <laughs> what i was gonna say he tolerates the emperor's new group yes I personally love The Emperor's New Groove, which is why I think he tolerates think it because I watched so it so many times.
1: And yeah, I, I think that's why he tolerates it. Matthew tolerates it for us. Yes. Not for himself. Like he would yeah. never <laughs> sit down and be like, hmm, I'm going to watch The Emperor's New Groove today. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but like if we turn it on, I'll be like, okay, I guess. Yeah.
1: I'll take
0: you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that is definitely from that era. And then I think a lot of people refer to it as The Revival, which is uh, kicked off with Tangled. And then going through movies like Frozen and all of that. So that
1: would be to Current.
0: Yes, yep. from Tangled to Current, um, and definitely his his favorite ever.
1: Big Hero Six.
0: He loves Baymax. Baymax. And I Baymax think Baymax is king. Baymax is so king, and I think that even to go on a Big Hero Six tangent because I can. Yeah. Um, I think that shows just how well crafted those characters are, mm-hmm. because. Um, I mean, Matthew, basically everything that he watches besides Hero si- Big Hero 6 is anything up to Tarzan. After that, he, like, doesn't care. No. Um, I mean, he 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 won't really even tolerate Tangled or Frozen. No. Like, he just doesn't really enjoy them. But I think there's something about the characters in Big Hero 6. I think it's something about your main character being a young boy, kind of pulling from those Aladdin vibes. Um, just something that he could really relate to. Um, and then for some reason, Matthew just connected with Baymax. Like, he thinks Baymax is the coolest. I think out of all of the toys and, like, Disney collectible things that he has, Baymax is one of the, like, popular ones in his little bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah. No, I I totally agree with that. And it's so funny because... You're absolutely right. He just does not care for the newer films.
0: Like, he he doesn't give a rip about Elsa.
1: And I remember, <laughs> like, when... Because he had grown attached to the film before I had seen it, for whatever reason. I don't remember why. I was probably in college, so yeah. busy with other things or whatever. Yeah, Um, I didn't watch... he saw it first.
0: I did not... Yeah, same here. I did not watch Big Hero 6, but then our mom kept saying, Matthew really Mm -hmm. likes this. Matthew likes... So I was like, I guess I better watch it. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this movie's amazing.
1: No, I watched it and I was like, this is so sad. Why do you like this one? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm very happy. I'm very happy that there is one that he likes.
0: Yeah, me too. Because for a second there, I was like, man... Like Disney is still making movies and stuff, and they're producing content. But for me, the gauge was if Matthew was connected. Sure. And so I, for me, yeah. no, I I because totally that's so us for Big Hero Six. Like I didn't buy into Big Hero Six until until Matthew. Yeah, until we heard that Matthew really enjoyed it, and so And he's, it took
1: me a couple of times to be honest of watching it. Really, just because I, I think, think I, I was instantly just loved super, it. Super. I don't know. It just hit me. It struck a different emotional chord mm-hmm. with me, and I think it was just what we were going through at that time in our personal lives and as a family. Yeah, and all of that, and so, but now I just I couldn't imagine life without Baymax. I know and what, what he in this like time frame for Matthew means to him.
0: Yeah, seriously. It,
1: yeah, so and I'm, it's I'm even, so glad that Matthew has Baymax as a friend.
0: Yeah, and I think even from a, a practical standpoint, they. Uh, uh, I listened to this other Disney movie review podcast and what they were talking about on there when they were first doing test screenings of Big Hero 6 was that Baymax was like scored the highest out of any character that they tested out ever like Baymax just resonated with the audience, that's especially amazing. kids. And I think that that's just so cool. And, and I love that that struck a chord with Matthew, too, because that makes the post-Renaissance more personal for me. Because, yes. like, I love movies like Tangled. I'm all about Frozen, you know, but uh, finding a movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, finding a movie that really connected with Matthew made me feel more connected to this time and the, the movies that Disney's making, which is really cool.
1: Rem- also reminded us of, you know, experiences that we had as a kid and it was like okay it's not all lost yeah <laughs> like, not all from for sure you know, back then um
0: yeah it kind of it it was like almost because we grew up in the disney renaissance big girl six did. was like our family's renaissance back into like believing into like believing in what disney was uh, putting out like in the the movie world
1: absolutely it was really
0: hard to get that sentence out for some reason okay
1: it's like andy and i are Talkative about Disney and Matthew is in other ways and showing what movies he gives his stamp of approval to yeah and which ones he doesn't. Absolutely.
0: So. <laughs> um, so, Matthew's favorite color of all time, this has nothing to do with Disney, but, but I just it's think important it's important for you to know. It's important for you to know, and I think it's the most adorable thing. His favorite color is yellow. Yayo. Yeah, yep, that's how he says it. Yayo. Yeah, Um, (laughs) so that's that and then um, some of his favorite attractions at Disney parks because like we said some of our family's favorite memories ever are Disney memories Matthew has always loved roller coasters the only thing he doesn't like is drop rides so nothing like Hollywood Tower of Terror no no no, that is not his cup of tea but he loves classic dark
1: rides he also uh, with roller coasters he doesn't necessarily like loops
0: oh yeah so that makes anything sense. where he's
1: like going upstairs. But down. he
0: loves going fast. Like that does not bother him at all. Um, so one of his favorite attractions. Okay, so since 2020 happened and everything was shut down, I had the honor of getting to spend a couple months with him working at home and basically being like a nanny and just hanging out with him.
1: You were his companion.
0: I was his companion. Personal health care <laughs> companion
1: or whatever Baymax is. You were, Bay you were his is. Baymax. I was his
0: Baymax. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, whatever he says about like whenever he wakes up because I heard the word ouch. <laughs> Matthews was like, you know? <laughs> um, so what we would do is during lunch I would go on YouTube and would look up videos of people they would just film uh, Disney attractions
1: like and them, them like them riding the attraction
0: the and going through it. And, uh, so I like tried Pirates of the Caribbean with him and yeah, he liked that a lot, but then I turned on It's a Small World and he was fixated on the TV for a good 15 minutes. everything. Yeah. He thought it was the, oh yeah. So he was like fixated on the TV and then he like does this really cute, like hoppy dance skip thing and he just lost it. And so found out that It's a Small World is one of his favorite attractions. And Ever. I never would have thought that. But, like, how hardcore Disney can you get? Like, how m- more hardcore can you get than It's a Small World? You
1: can't. <laughs> I <laughs> respect really. it.
0: Yeah. Um, he always enjoys going on the carousel, um, regardless if it's in Florida or California. Uh, so, that's... Yes, uh, because the, we
1: are those people. We do have preferences, depending right? on which park. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, like, it's King Arthur's Carousel at Disneyland, and then Prince Charming's Carousel in Florida at Walt Disney World. And... He really enjoys that, I would say.
1: Yeah, carousel is a win. No
0: um, where we are. Favorite dark ride? Nikki. Like, favorite dark ride, like, story ride? What would you say? You mean,
1: besides Peter Pan's flight?
0: No. I mean Peter Pan's flight. <laughs> <laughs> he enjoys all the dark rides pretty much. I didn't from, know like, if his we were, fi- like,
1: just ruling that one out because it's,
0: like... <laughs> no, that's, like, the number one that is for sure. That is the
1: number one of ever.
0: Yeah, probably him. his favorite attraction of all time would probably be I, Peter Pan's flight.
1: It's just so well designed and the fact that he gets to ride in a pirate ship.
0: Yeah. And, and even way the way that the, the, the ride is designed where you're not like on the ground like you are floating above. Um, it's just brilliant and I think it yeah. makes him feel more connected to I the think story. He
1: just loves flying. So you know movies and characters that fly yeah. so and Aladdin, matthew's always been Baymax. great with
0: airplanes yes. like he always does great traveling on on planes so i think he he's just always been like what would peter pan do what would, would Aladdin total- do right
1: where's <laughs> my magic carpet
0: where's my magic carpet that's true his favorite characters fly even in the rescuers i didn't even think about that wow
1: that's what i Mind just was blown. saying <laughs> that's insane flying. i think i think that's a uh, it's like a power move for him. Totally. Know? Like he feels powerful when he's doing that.
0: Yeah. I think that's awesome. Um, he, like we said before, he loves roller coasters. Uh, so he's always been a fan of Space Mountain. Uh, that's just a classic. Yeah. And it's super fun to go on. And yeah, he actually, when we would watch like those YouTube videos of just watching the rides in essence, he really enjoyed Pirates. And I wasn't expecting that. He really enjoyed Pirates of the it's Caribbean. On water. Yeah, Matthew he loves the boat love, rides for sure.
1: He, he does love water.
0: Speaking of boat rides,
1: yo ho yo ho if I a pirate's
0: ride for me. <laughs> um,
1: Just kidding. Wrong ride.
0: Wrong ride. Splash Mountain is another family favorite yes. and definitely one of Matthew's favorites. Absolutely. Is there are there any others that you can think of? Maybe. He did. Oh, I will say this: He did not love the Incredicoaster at California Adventure. Am I
1: right? Yeah, I think it scared him a little bit.
0: There's a lot going on during that ride, which makes it a really fun, immersive experience, but maybe was a little overwhelming for him.
1: I think because of the, at least for me... Based off of watching him, the reaction, I think it was all of the sound that goes on throughout Mm -hmm. that entire ride.
0: Every ride, like every seat has their own speakers on either side of them and it's kind of narrating the story and the music and the dialogue is just pumping so loud. Yeah, Yeah, I I would agree. I think that's kind of what turned him off to that one. Um, But it's not that he doesn't like fast roller coasters because he does.
1: The other two rides that I thought of, which... This is very iconic, but Dumbo. I totally forgot about Dumbo. Another character that flies.
0: My goodness. So we're learning new things about Matthew today, (laughs) or at least I am. Got
1: one. And then um, this is a California Adventure, but Ariel. Ariel's grown too. Mm -hmm. It's just a very sweet story um, ride. Oh, and Winnie the Pooh. He also does that.
0: Winnie the Pooh. Um, Yeah, the the Little Mermaid story ride. I think it's called Voyage of the Little Mermaid.
1: Yes.
0: Um, He loves that, but he also loves Ariel. Like, she, he, he has a sweet spot for all those princesses, yes, for sure. Yes, he does. But I think he especially loves Belle, Ariel, and Jasmine. Yes. I think those are the ones he grew up with the most. Yes. At least Renaissance time, which is when we were all born, was when those movies were coming out, which... Don't give away our age. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I alluded to this earlier, but I would say Matthew's favorite characters ever are Peter Pan and Aladdin.
1: And Robin Hood. And Robin Hood. You cannot leave out Robin Hood.
0: They're like the great trio.
1: (laughs) My husband once did the math for us, and Andy and I have watched Robin Hood Easily over eleven hundred times with Matthew. I don't, I don't doubt it. I think it was like eleven hundred 1,137 uh, 1, times, or oh something gosh, like that. Oh my gosh, that's
0: bonkers. Yeah, yeah, it's he, yeah, it so. is such. Mmm, it is like.
1: But the difference with he Robin always Hood turns is, that movie on. is um, at least when you're at the parks, that is not a character that is so often seen. That's correct. So.
0: Yeah, I for his birthday last year they had these at the Disney store these journals. And they were basically lookalikes of the books, like the storybook opening of the movie. So they had like a Snow White one and a Sleeping Beauty book. And they also had one for Robin Hood. So I knew I had to do something with it for his birthday because he loves that movie so much. And so because it's just a journal on the inside, I decided to make it like a little scrapbook um, of photos and still shots from the movie. And then also I did some research and found some photos of the robin hood characters at the parks which i think is part of why he likes the book because he's never gotten to see those in person before we've never seen them while we've been there and they are definitely more rare um so i think that may have been why he enjoyed one of the reasons he enjoyed that book to be honest though it was just the stills from the movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) as much as i'd like to think my extra thought and intention was like his favorite part he's like I just really love this wanted poster yeah, of Robin I just <laughs> really
1: need this up in my room, right? Thank you <laughs> very much. But yeah, no, I think I agree with you on those being his top favorites. Uh, but I also want to go on record saying that as much as Matthew cherishes what you would call like the heroes of the film, mm-hmm. I mean, his love and appreciation for the sidekicks is like right up there. Oh yeah, he with has them. such
0: respect for sidekicks. It just so happens that his favorite characters... Are the that we of know guys.
1: of, but <laughs> he may surprise us one day.
0: Okay, so I'm really excited to talk about this. This is favorite memories with Matthew. This can be from just watching movies at home. Uh, I got I jotted a couple of these down, but if you have any additional ones that you want to add, Nikki, like please feel free.
1: And I might like help you tell the stories yes, because please. most of these stories that she's about to share, we've, we've all we were all there. Yeah.
0: So. Our family went to Disney World for Christmas in 2015. Instead of doing a traditional Christmas at home, we didn't do any gifts for each other. We all just went to Disney World together.
1: And if you are unaware, Disney World is located in Florida.
0: Yes. So in Orlando, Florida, that's where we spent the days leading up to Christmas. Uh, It was a
1: very tropical Christmas. Right?
0: (laughs) Tropical Christmas. About five years ago now. And it was our final day at the park. So did
1: we do a character breakfast for you that morning? We did.
0: We went to the Crystal Palace and had breakfast with Pooh and friends. Yeah, and it so was so much fun.
1: Highly recommend in case anyone's yes. ever curious.
0: Crystal Palace is great. Crystal Palace, I feel like, doesn't get enough love. So this is me giving Crystal Palace more love.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and inviting you to do the same.
0: Right? So... We were having a great day and we heard that there was going to be a Peter Pan meet and greet right outside of Peter Pan's flight in Fantasyland.
1: Mind you, this was like towards the, like kind of the middle-ish yeah. of the day. Like we were, we were kind of figuring... tired. It was after no, lunch. we were definitely tired. It's like and that we were after
0: lunch slump, but you're like.
1: Lull and you're like trying to figure out what to do and where you want to go. But then we hear this rumor and we're like, oh, it's on.
0: Right. We knew that we, we wanted to meet Peter Pan. We
1: were we were going
0: to wait however long it took. And we bolted. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> to get there. Because fun fact, I believe, I could be wrong, so correct me. Mm-hmm. Andy is more of the historian than I am. But I believe less than 1%. I think it's actually 2 2%. Okay. 2% of all people that come into the Walt Disney World Park get to meet Peter Pan.
0: Yeah. So it's such a rarity that he even comes out. And so it was a really big like deal. Like rarity
1: with like your, like where, what your schedule is for the day and where you're going. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it was either like, we may have seen it on the My Disney Experience app or maybe just heard it from a cast member, something like that. But we knew that we had to go. We immediately dropped our, our plans that we were trying Every to create. Every plan. <laughs> and we're like, this is what we're going to do. So we waited. We camped
1: for over 30 minutes. Yeah.
0: We waited, I think 30 to 40 minutes before the line even opened yeah um and so because we knew as soon as the line was opened up it was immediately going to be cut off because so
1: many the peter pan meet and in. greets
0: are super short uh like in time length and so um we knew that we had to get it
1: we had to get it while it was getting good
0: get it while the getting was good <laughs> so anyway we sat in line A very
1: southern of us right <laughs>
0: yeah uh, we sat there in line and then once they opened up the line was when the,
1: I think we were number two.
0: Yeah. The character attendant came out and said, I hope you know what a big deal this is. Peter Pan gets to see less than 2% of our guests. And so we were like, what? so excited. We're already freaking out. Right. And uh, we've been telling Matthew this whole time, like, you're going to see Peter Pan. You're going to see Peter Pan. Just you wait. And I Just think. Just you wait, Bubba. It's going to be okay. Right? It's going to be okay. Like, we're going to be patient. Because we usually don't wait in lines very long. No. And so. Typically, <clears> I feel like. <throat> excuse me.
1: Typically, we try not to wait more than, what, maybe around 10 minutes for him. 10 to 10, 20. 10. 10 yeah. depending.
0: So, anyway, Matthew was.
1: Sometimes what we'll do is we will. One of us will get in line uh-huh. to kind of, like, hold it you know, hold our spot and then, uh, some, one of the other family members will kind of walk around with Matthew just so that way, um, you know, he's happy and we're all happy and yeah, it's just makes it a more pleasurable experience for everybody. And he just gets to take in more of the park. Yeah. um, And we're very happy to do that for him.
0: Yeah. So anyway, this time though, we all waited together the whole time. And so Matthew, I think was getting a little antsy And so we're in line. Like Nikki said, we were the second family getting to meet Peter. And I have all of this on video. Well, we have all this on video because a lot of times when Matthew meets characters, he gets pretty starstruck. And so he's pretty blank faced the whole time. Right. And so
1: he almost maybe looks upset. Yeah, like totally zoned out which that's not the case at all no i think just inside he's freaking out i think out. he's
0: freaking out so much and that he doesn't like, know what, what do to I do? do right what do
1: i say right like, what what and i think there's so many lines from those films that are racing through his mind he's trying to figure out what would what be he the wants right to say to say oh to them. so cute yeah and like reconnecting, like when you reconnect with a friend mm-hmm. from for a long time and you're like so happy to see them, but you're just not quite sure how to start the conversation. Right. But like you wouldn't want to be anywhere else and you're so happy to like be yeah. with them and be hanging out once for sure. again.
0: And so what we usually do, because Matthew a lot of times is pretty stoic um, when he meets <laughs> these characters is one of us will go with him. So either I will go with him to
1: meet the characters or Nikki will go with him to right. greet the characters. This time it happened to be me. And we take turns. So whoever's not with Matthew, not the companion, right, is the photographer slash videographer. Right. Because be- we try to document every single one of these experiences yeah, absolutely. Um, for him to look back on. And what's so sweet is
0: we'll just like film it on our phones, him getting to greet the characters and them signing their autographs in the book um he loves to go back and watch these videos
1: over and over. Yeah, when and he over sees again. the characters
0: when he meets them whatever. Um so like in the moment he's overwhelmed, but when he goes back, he just oh my gosh, he loves it so much. So, anyway, Nikki and my parents were filming and taking photos and I I know that and I'm thinking on the practical side of things of, you know, this guy is just trying to do his job you know peter's just trying to do his job and so i want to make it as easy as possible knowing that matthew is not the average guest that peter pan is going to talk to and so like i try to move the conversation forward you know because you're trying to be
1: helpful to all parties involved yes
0: exactly and so we kind of act as a bridge you know for communication and all this stuff and a lot of times we're able to talk to the character's attendant and say hey he has autism and so that they can let the character know, hey, this is a thing, so that way they know how to communicate with him better.
1: Right, and just a quick note on that. Again, please remember that what we're sharing is coming from our personal family's yeah. context. Not every person that has a diagnosis of autism will have an experience like this, sure. or will, you know, have uh, those considerations brought mm-hmm. forth to yeah. them. And it's not always needed in Matthew's specific case, just to make sure that. All parties were comfortable. This is how our family has chosen to handle yeah. these kind of encounters. But again, it's for just to make sure that everybody is comfortable and happy and safe and just has a really wonderful experience yeah
0: absolutely and so anyway i'm getting matthew's autograph book ready you know telling him we're about to see peter pan and it's going to be so exciting and, and he you keeps know, looking
1: down at the, his shoes right keeps like looking down at, at his shoes or down his, at his and book. book and he's like you know that like nervous shuffle yeah like, oh, the anticipation it's so sweet and getting so excited
0: and, and so um he is finishing up with this one person and uh, Peter Pan is about to come up and say hello, and so Peter Pan's walking up and I'm like getting Matthew psyched up. I'm like, we're about to see Peter Pan and all this stuff. And, and, uh, my heart is like racing telling the story right now. Cause it's one of my favorites ever. And Nikki chime in when you want. But I remember we're
1: all panicking, like inside. Right. we're, we're all like, People, like
0: so nervous. We're like, what's going to happen?
1: Mom um, and dad are like holding their breath. And i right. like,
0: I have to make sure I get the They're shot. They're just so happy. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm going to to do this with my brother. It's my 21st birthday. And, and I'm also like, need to make sure that this goes okay. Yeah. And so Peter Pan comes up. And he says, hello. And I said to Matthew, Matthew, say hi. And Peter Pan happened to hear me. And so Peter looks at Matthew and goes, hi, Matthew. And Matthew
1: like stopped in his tracks.
0: He totally <laughs> freaked out.
1: He's like, he knows my name. Peter Pan knows my name. It's like the guy in he Cars. He me by name.
0: Where, do you know the the rusty car named Fred in Cars? And yeah. he's got his name on his license plate. And so all the famous cars come up to him. And they're like, Hi friend and he's like he knows my name you know (laughs) that was like matthew but this was a lot cuter except
1: matthew's not a rusty card right anyone's wondering yeah (laughs) it was just like one of those moments and so
0: matthew totally freaked out he's like peter pan knows my name like i've known his name my whole life but peter pan knows my name like all this stuff well and
1: even if matthew because matthew's probably thinking oh he knows who i am but it's the first time in his life he's heard peter call him by name
0: yeah and there's something really powerful about that that we can delve into of course but just like I mean there's there would be nothing like hearing your childhood hero say call you by name
1: childhood hero best friend and just someone that you look up to yeah I, I it, it's such a beautiful thing for you and I to look back on but I can't imagine Yeah. What it's like for Matthew to look back on that moment. Yeah. Seriously. Okay, we really need to finish telling the story. (laughs) So (laughs) So anyway, he
0: says, Hi Matthew, and we step up and I'm, you know, trying to, you know, keep conversation moving. And so I'm like telling Matthew to do this and that. And Peter just says, She bosses you around, doesn't she? Or he says something like that, like, there's or no, she he said, Do you do everything that she tells you to do? You know, something like that. And and so I showed the book the autograph book because Matthew had it in his hands and he wouldn't hand it to Peter and so I'm like dude we gotta get done like hand your book to Peter Pan so that way you know because there's a lot of people behind us and so Matthew would not hand the book over and so I I reached for it and because Peter Pan asked oh do you want me to write in your book And I said yes, and I'd go to reach for the book so that way Matthew would hand it to him. But obviously Peter Pan is seeing that Matthew doesn't want to let go of this book. And so Peter just goes, oh no, I can write it with him. I'll show him how to write my name. And so he kind of goes around Matthew and puts his hand over Matthew's hand holding the pen. And uh, Peter Pan teaches Matthew how to write his signature. And in this moment, Matthew cracks this smile, this unmistakable "I'm having it's the best this, day of my life" smile.
1: It's one of his smiles that he gets at birthday and Christmas. Yeah. It's like a rare. It's so gem. innocent, so sweet. Like and it's, it's, it's just a like half smile. Mm-hmm, it's
0: like a little smirk, like one of the. He just cracks the smile on one of the sides of his face, and. You know, in all those meet and greets where he would be totally stoic and not engaged, this one was the opposite. Especially, I think there were so many elements to it, but Peter calling him by name. And then Peter, like, touching him.
1: Well, one thing I don't even know if you said, but the reason why Matthew didn't want to let go of the book was because he was trying to write Peter's name. He was writing Peter Pan in the book. I didn't even think about that. how incredible is it? And I'm going to try not to get emotional. But Matthew hears Peter call him by name for the first time, and his immediate response is to write Peter's name. Yeah. like It's I like think- a, hey, you saw me and you acknowledged me. This is how I can see and acknowledge you. Wow. That's so cool.
0: And so... I'm not crying. <laughs> it's fine. This, this is an emotional <laughs> place. We, we allow these kinds of things. It's a safe place to cry. Um, but this, so they're writing his name, and it was the sweetest thing ever. And as soon as they were done... Um, Matthew's just hooting and hollering at this point. He's so excited. He's laughing. He's, he, he does this like weird vocalizing thing where he just, it's not a scream. It's almost like a woo. It's like a woo, you know, something like that. Sorry, yeah, it's that was like probably Matthew, really loud.
1: It's, it's like Matthew's version of a, an excited shout.
0: Yeah. And so he's like doing that and hanging out with, with Peter woo. Pan, the Matthew woo. And, uh. So then we take our picture with Peter Pan, and and that was it. All of that happened in less than a minute.
1: I mean, it's such a short amount of time, and yet our lives, I feel, have been forever impacted by that moment.
0: Yeah, it's... It's It's incredible, yeah. And so that's one of our family's favorite memories ever at at a Walt Disney. And for the rest
1: of the day, Matthew just kept rewatching that. Yep, the video we took over and over. And then when the phone died, right, (laughs) he just held onto that book, and he would not let anyone take Peter Pan's signature from him. So sweet.
0: And uh, we still have that video, and I made for his Christmas present. I think the year after, a little almost like a recap vlog. of our trip to Disney World and I included the whole clip of Peter Pan in there where I just included segments of the others just because I knew how important it was to him. And so I have that video and so I think I might post it on my YouTube channel. So I'll add a link to the show notes in case you guys want to see that. So that's one story. I I, uh, had this one, do you remember this one? This was one of our first trips. I was like 12 years old it was like a spring break trip. Do you remember this?
1: This was at Disney World, yeah? Uh-huh. Outside her, um, because she was not in her, no, it was, it her was blue some, dress. It was
0: some, no, no, no. That was from uh, our 2015
1: trip. Okay. When we met, then you we met her in Epcot that year. But so I'm not remembering this one exactly. It's like kind of fuzzy. Yeah. So I don't want to So this one anything. was,
0: I was like 12 years old. So it was earlier 2000 mm-hmm. spring break week. And I remember we were going to Disney World as a family, and there was some, before the Princess Royal Hall meet and greet existed in uh, Fantasyland at Disney World, there was something like it where we got to meet multiple princesses. And I remember, not a lot about this, but what I do remember is we got to meet Belle. She was in her beautiful golden dress, you know, with all the ruffles and scalloped fabric and the gold gloves, the whole nine yards. And she was so excited to meet Matthew, and Matthew was a little boy at this point, which just makes these memories so cute. <laughs> so um,
1: sweet.
0: And so, anyway, I just r- distinctly remember having, like, Matthew was just having a great time, because he loves the princesses, having a great time connecting with them. They were so sweet with him. And then I just remember Belle, uh, or no, a photo pass photographer was taking some photos. And Belle, in the middle of one of the photos, just uh, leaned over and kissed Matthew on the cheek. And the photographer got this incredible shot. (laughs) It's that same smirk, that half smile. And Belle uh, kissing him on the cheek. And he had this smile, like his eyes were closed. He looked like he was in heaven. And it was just the sweetest thing. And I just remember how well they took care of our family and giving us a great experience. Um, I just remember that being so magical. And to even tack back onto the Peter Pan story, that was only a couple years ago. So Matthew was a full blown adult, a (laughs) fully grown adult. And so that could have been a more awkward situation, you know, like special needs, adult, but you know, in a way they still act like children. And so I could see from Peter's perspective, how do I tackle this?
1: At least in Matthew's case.
0: Yeah, in Matthew's case, for sure. And so, because Matthew is nonverbal, and so I just, again, just props to to Peter Pan giving us such a great experience um, because he was like, no mind to that. Like, this. I I am excited to be here with Matthew. So, anyway, that's just (laughs) honorable mention again for Peter Pan. (laughs) Yeah, we love you. Um, Yeah, seriously. Okay, so Nikki, you need to tell this story. Um, because it's one of we will not make it through this without laughing so hard. So apologies for the next 15 minutes of laughter. I'm just kidding. It won't take that long to tell the story. But well, at
1: least set it up as to okay. where. Okay.
0: Where... So we are a lot of these are actually at Disney World, which is which is really interesting. We need
1: to get some more. Okay.
0: More Disneyland memories. Okay.
1: I'm sure you already know this, but our Park preference is Disneyland.
0: Yes. I made it known that mine was Disneyland, but yes, yours too. Yes. So, setting up this story at uh, Hollywood Studios at Disney World, there is a show and it's called, Oh, This is the Voyage of the Little Mermaid.
1: I thought. Not
0: that, the ride. I thought the ride
1: was Ariel's Grotto. It might but.
0: be. So, anyway, this show, it's about a 15 minute hybrid, like, movie slash live show with the characters of Which, the little mermaid and it's, it's called, really
1: cute and yeah. super well done for what it is it's
0: it's so 80s early 90s <laughs> like but i love it and we we, we always enjoyed this growing up it, so we were
1: it's something that we always go to
0: yes every time it's like one of our traditions because it's one of those it's not super popular anymore but it's um, inside um, so but like it's indoors it's really hot, yeah it's a great it's show amazing because it's nice and and cool so anyway, we love Voyage of the Little Mermaid specifically because of this memory. So we're in the show and there are like some of the parts, like Ariel is live and she's singing and then they do this really cute Under the Sea uh, musical number with blacklight puppets.
1: Yeah. I um, was going to say there's puppets, there's bits from the Lasers.
0: Film. 90s lasers. Yeah, <laughs> remember like the ocean above you. It's like
1: you remember in under the sea. They have like the bubbles.
0: Yeah, fall so cute. That's right. Super super. So fed. it's super interactive. It's like the 90s version of the Frozen sing along. Yeah, kind yeah. of Just like not, with audience participation and
1: not definitely not to scale.
0: No, not the at all. Frozen sing along. Well. Yeah, I was just thinking, snow and bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> Those both happen. <laughs> but anyway, forget what I said. Little Voyage of the Little Mermaid is... It's stuck in the 90s, and I love it. So anyway, we're here with Matthew, and we get to the part of the Little Mermaid story where Ursula's about to bite the dust.
1: Yeah, things are <laughs> happening, and... Um... None of it is on stage.
0: It's all just parts of the movie right, that they so put on this, this screen. Right, this
1: point, we Ariel is backstage, and... We're, like Andy said, we're watching the bit of the film where this is all going down, and it's starting to get like more intense in the There's atmosphere. There's the thunder the and thunder the lightning and everywhere, the lightning. and they'll like spray little bits of water on you as well
0: to simulate the uh, ocean. Yeah,
1: and so we're getting water sprayed on us and you know so ursula's the, in the, agony like yeah, screaming because she's moment, dying the and, big moment comes and there's like all these little kids just crying and, and they're so scared it. they're like Urgh, like ursula like, it's so scary yeah, like so they're all like weeping <laughs> out of terror <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just hear this thunder crash it's like boom and then yeah tell them <laughs> So this thunder crash happens and all you see is these little kids crying and then Matthew is laughing hysterically like screaming laughing screaming, in the theater
1: because the villain died
0: like he thought oh it God. was it was like this moment of victory He's like, and he thought God it has was
1: won, right. Evil is right.
0: And he's like, <laughs> "Ha ha!" Like <laughs> hardcore. He was laughing so hard, and we we were laughing too because it was just the funniest thing. And you first, never thought you, he would like, have that kind of reaction.
1: Oh, yeah. No. 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 And um, first, I'm like so embarrassed because there's like all these little kids and they're like terrified out of their minds. And then Matthews just Then you just
0: like, hear, and Matthew's like, "Ha ha!" You know.
1: He's <laughs> just laughing so hard, <laughs> but that quickly, like quickly dissipated and i was like this is hilarious like i have no reason to be embarrassed this is so so
0: all of our family we were just cracking up i think that was that same spring break. i think it took
1: us until the rest of the show for everyone to calm down yep (laughs) we were (laughs) laughing so hard hard. (laughs) because every time it would stop he would like start up again right
0: Like Matthew, you need to calm down, and then he would just lose uh, it again. It was so funny.
1: It's so so. So funny. that's
0: one of the reasons why we always have to do Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Yeah. At Hollywood Studios, it's just the best.
1: It's yeah.
0: So this is a movie memory. I guess we're transitioning to movie memories now. Um. So <clears throat> one of one of my favorite Disney movies of all time, but especially from like that dark. Bronze Age of Disney is The Aristocats. A lot of people have Zero different opinions on The Aristocats. Cats. Um but Matthew also loves this movie and there's the yes, the scene I can't remember his name. The old guy, the lawyer. He's I, got the white hair. I know
1: exactly who you're talking about. I forgot it too.
0: But anyway, so this guy, he makes his entrance onto the scene and he starts singing uh the Tarara Boom Die song and that has always been just a classic of Matthews and anytime we watch that movie he just george hot chord something like that
1: i think i think when edgar says it he's like george oh cool.
0: cool. yep yep cool. <laughs> george um, but anyway so like any time and this is like present day like adult Matthew anytime we're watching the Aristocats. Poor or
1: child Matthew. Also, anytime we just like need Matthew to like perk up and like, yeah, Nick, <laughs> if we can tell he needs a laugh, we'll just start off by saying, Matthew.
0: Ta-ra-ra-boom-dee. And he'll just, ta-ra-ra-boom-dee. like, <laughs> <laughs> he will just go off. He will pop off on Tarara Boondier. And it's the funniest thing. And there's this part when George is singing it in the movie and he falls and, and, down he, falls the and he, he trips and he catches himself on his cane. And, and he's like, whoops. whoops. And Matthew always does. Then he goes, whoops. And then he falls on the ground. And oh, it's so funny. That's just like. I just like, laughed
1: really hard. Yeah, me yeah. too. It,
0: it's so good. Um, any that come to your mind I have a couple more
1: of like just m- yeah like just movie Disney quotes? memories
0: no just like Disney memories with oh, Matthew Disney
1: memories with Matthew well I mean this is like really sweet and sentimental but I do think it is worth mentioning yeah please that um, pre-pandemic we all took a special little trip down which people probably already know about but and then your now husband proposed to you mhm at Disneyland. And uh, I was the photographer of the moment. Yeah. And Thank God Jose you were there taking <laughs> the pictures. Otherwise, we wouldn't have any. <clears throat> and, of course, you know, there's a whole shebang that goes into planning any proposal. But we're there and it was... There were so many people we were trying to uh, video chat and yeah. things that pretty much everyone was busy And yet Matthew, so he didn't really have someone attending him. Right. You know, for those 10, 15 minutes. And he was just so chill. And he hung out and watched. And I just, I don't think I'll ever forget watching him go up and hug you and Nate afterwards. Oh my gosh. It's like he knew. He totally knew. He totally knew. And, you know, too often I don't think... We give him enough credit for understanding what's going on, yeah. But and uh, yeah, because I remember having this little moment with Matthew uh, before it all took place on one of the benches in front of the castle, and yeah. Saying like, Nate's gonna propose to Andy, and Aww. not knowing fully how you know how much he understood, yeah. And, um, you know, a ring was involved and stuff. Uh, but thankfully, <laughs> thanks to many princess movies, I think he does have an understanding of what engagement and falling in love and getting married, what that all can look like, what that can Mm -hmm. look like. And so that was, that was just a really, really, really sweet thing. Watching him just walk, walk up and like bear hug you both. And he was so happy.
0: Like he was, yeah, he totally knew, I think what was going on. He was just, he looked like when we gave him that hug, he was like, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied with my care. Like, yeah. it was, oh, uh, it was so sweet.
1: But so, yeah. That's definitely one. I know that's more on the sem- sentimental no, side No, that's but. good.
0: I love that. <clears throat> um, I thought another one worth mentioning, uh, kind of on that whole note of Matthew's emotional tele- intelligence is much higher than we ever give him credit
1: for. Absolutely. And,
0: <clears throat> excuse me.
1: Matthew, we need to start giving you more credit. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: hear, hear us now. We will. We give you credit. Yes. Um, but anyway, so we were, it was, I think just a couple years ago, Matthew loves all Disney movies pretty much, but uh, it's not in his top favorites, but he really enjoys The Lion King. Yes. And so uh, for the first time a couple of years ago, I noticed, I was like, Matthew doesn't look okay. Like, he looks sad or he just looks, not disengaged, but he looked genuinely remorseful. And I wasn't sure what was going on. He wasn't super upset. He wasn't crying or anything. And then He didn't it,
1: have a bad day. Yeah, he
0: didn't have a bad day. I was like, he's watching a movie. Like, what's wrong? And I realized, I went into the room and noticed that he was watching the part of the movie where Mufasa died. And I thought it was so sweet. And I got pretty emotional myself just thinking about... The fact that Matthew totally connected with the story in that moment, and he knew that there was something wrong, yeah, and he knew that something was missing, that someone was missing, and um, it was ev- almost
1: like he was silent out of respect, yeah, for that character.
0: Yeah, and he always gets so concerned. And that's the thing. Every time he watches The Lion King, it's the same thing that happens. Like, he just gets so worried and concerned in that moment. He wants to
1: make sure that Simba's going to be okay. Yeah, and...
0: I just think that's so sweet. Like, it's genuine. It's both heartbreaking and adorable. Watching every time. he yeah. And, like, as soon as it happens, you just see him kind of, like, his demeanor changes. Yeah. And he, he's it's a just bit tense, adorable.
1: So. Oh, I love that. It, it's definitely incredible watching and amazing to see things through his perspective yeah as much as we can um this is like a random thing but Mm -hmm. i do remember us um he and i dressing up as jasmine and aladdin when we were really little in the bordeaux house i think it was or maybe it was the big house in livermore but anyway that was fun so sweet i remember getting to dress up with him there And also before you were in the picture, Uh um, (laughs) I'm talking about life. Right. (laughs) Circle of life. Before I was born. (laughs) Yes. I remember in the big house in Seattle, um, us playing and acting out Lion King. Oh, that's so cute. Our pride was all of our stuffies, so like all of our stuffed animals.
0: I remember seeing photos of both of you shirtless because you were
1: like, embracing the lion yeah. life will shine uh lions don't wear shirts well y'all were like two and four yeah at that super point. little it
0: was adorable yeah so so cute i, I totally was definitely obsessed that.
1: with lion king at that point um so yes <laughs> i love that um this goes without saying any fireworks
0: matthew just loves like he loves fireworks but especially disney fireworks
1: what movie do you think it's tied to
0: Maybe the rescuers. Maybe Mary Poppins. My
1: first thought was Aladdin, but then I was like, I oh, don't know duh. If that's like
0: too... No, that totally I, makes sense because n- no, there's the big fireworks at the end of the movie, right before the credits roll. I didn't think about that.
1: Yeah. A whole new world, a whole new
0: life. Yeah, the yeah. whole thing. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, he just loves fireworks and just the sweetest memories of, of him just gazing at those bright lights in the night sky.
1: Also, You've not lived until you have gotten to go to a parade with Matthew.
0: Oh my gosh, he loves parades. Uh,
1: Just, yeah. He's like, he's adorable. Living his best life, seeing all of his friends, waving to them, clapping, cheering them on, singing their songs as they come by. Yeah. Yeah. So, fireworks, parades, I don't know that I could pick one over the other. Mm I think we tend to elevate the character meet and greets purely because we can record those and it's more of an individual they There's meeting. such
0: personalized experiences and that's part of the brilliance of them.
1: But every aspect of what we've been able to share with him has been magical within the realm of Disney, whether that's been at the parks or at home. Yeah. In in our living room. And this, so this last little story that I'll share isn't tied to any one particular movie. Yes, Tell us. But I remember just thinking and wishing to myself kind of what you had referenced before, man, like, I just wish we could be normal. Yeah. I just wish I could talk to my brother Mm -hmm. and we could play. And this wasn't anything against his autism. I. I, I wanted to be able to just hang out with mm-hmm. him, and I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know. There's just, there's so many more tools and things that are available now to help educate us, but I you know I I remember at that moment just being a, a little girl and a sister that yeah. really wanted to be able to be there for her brother, and you were there too. <laughs> you were really little, <laughs> so not talking much yourself either. Yeah, but I remember we would just all crowd around in our playroom in front of this little tv and we'd pop in a movie and it was like everything melted away
0: yeah nothing mattered no we were all just there watching these stories unfold and um getting to know and fall in love with these characters fall in love with their stories fall in love with the music and it all played together they all partnered together to help create i think a a magical experience for everyone which is why disney is so beloved um, but especially for us and I think there's it just
1: it just took away everything that all of the barriers that were there, it provided a place yeah, like and a like nothing mattered we're, at that <laughs> point anymore. Nothing mattered. yeah, and we could sit and giggle and laugh and be together as a family and I just yeah, I can't put into words how incredibly humbled I am that I've gotten to have those experiences with Matthew and I'm just so beyond grateful. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't need to just keep reiterating. No,
0: I, I, I'm on the exact same page with you and, um, kind of what you were talking about earlier. Um, there is this incredible, I'm just going to plug it here because I'm thinking about it. Um, this incredible, um, book, turned into a a documentary movie called Life Animated and it's about a family who um, the dad was the one who wrote the book so it's an autobiography Um, and one of their sons they have two sons and one of them was diagnosed with autism right around the same time Matthew was Mm -hmm. in the early 90s early mid 90s and their story and how Disney movies were the language that got their son speaking Right. And that was the way that they started connecting so he, with their little boy.
1: Yeah. Because he went from being verbal to losing all of his language. So from being limited verbally as a little boy to losing everything. So he went from being nonverbal was, to yeah. verbal. Um, and it's incredible. It's it's an amazing, amazing story. Yeah.
0: And it really fleshes out a lot of uh, different aspects. And uh, again, it's it's a personal account uh, of yes. their their family and how... Um, and
1: what autism looks like for them.
0: Yeah, but what's so crazy is because Nikki and I stumbled upon this movie on an airplane when we were actually on our way to Disneyland. and Yes,
1: taking our first ever sister's trip. Yes. And I hope we'll be able to, like, talk about that more. Yeah, me future.
0: too. And... <laughs> I just remember watching this and I was like, dude, this was our story. Like, this isn't the exact same, but
1: this is our story. And I'm like looking over to her trying to say like, yeah, I totally agree with you, but I'm like crying. We were
0: both crying so much and just connecting with this story. And one of the things they talked about was even in the research that they realized that he started, their little boy started picking up on social cues and learning how to emote Because of the over-exaggerated expressions of these Disney characters. And what's so crazy is how Disney is able to personify animals, especially. Um, And just how they're able to give them that human emotion. Like in the the scene where Mufasa dies in The Lion King, it's just so real because they make Simba look like a little boy who's losing his dad.
1: I always think about Iago, too, and you can see, like, the inner tor- turmoil for him of, like, wanting to do good and, and yeah. not, and but not wanting to just be purely evil, yeah. you know? But wanting a place to belong and having a master and, you know, yeah. someone really what he's looking for is community, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, so.
0: And I think, yeah, that that's so... I think that's a big part of why Matthew is as emotionally intelligent as he is. It's because he... And what's what's another crazy thing is it's these over-exaggerated expressions and emotions and they're exactly the same every time. And consistency is everything for people with autism. I think that's one common thread that I've seen overall in testimonials about right. people who have autism is that a consistent schedule or... Um, mm-hmm. Like consistent habits, things like that, it it really helps ground them. Sure.
1: So for the people that we know personally and from the research you're saying that you've seen and shown, yeah, I would agree with that though, especially for our case. Yeah. Yeah, consistency is everything for
0: Matthew. And so getting to watch the same exact story unfold with the same exact emotions the same exact vocal inflections knowing exactly what was going to come next brought a lot of comfort to Matthew
1: and there's so many layers to these films I mean I've already said earlier how many times have we seen Robin Hood but then when you and I actually sit down and try to watch the film yeah (laughs) I feel like I see something different every every time. time that I didn't see before yeah it's just it's amazing
0: but what's so cool is you're able to see those Delicate intricacies and the details because you can lean on the fact that the story will be consistent, right? Which is so, I think, so cool and what's so great about movies Mm -hmm. specifically. And so, I think Matthew really connects and has really learned part of what being happy and being sad and and how to do that is all about is because he's gotten to watch these movies. I mean,
1: like when someone needs a hug or Mm -hmm. like a smile all of those things
0: yeah exactly and even sometimes wanting to connect with Matthew in a certain way you know you can say a movie line and you're like he's like sold
1: yeah <laughs> and I think
0: that's so sweet
1: and songs yes
0: See? and songs haha perfect little segue Segue, yes um, don't mind if I do don't you can mind. have
1: me you can have me back right
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted you to touch on this uh, Nikki several years ago Matthew was still pretty young um you was 15 you were 15 so that meant he was 13 um you taught Matthew how to sing I did and I want you to tell the whole story because it's still one of the coolest things ever
1: sweet I will do my best I may chime uh, in
0: if I remember things But this is something that's very unique with you and Matthew. I feel like a lot of our Disney memories are the three of us attached together. But each of us, you and I, I feel like both have a a couple of things that it's like, this is mine and Matthew's Disney moment. Right. And I think this is one for you.
1: Yeah. So, like Andy was saying, um, I was younger, Matthew was, and um, I taught him how to sing. And I remember before... Uh, because we were, as a family, we were just exploring, you know, different ways and avenues of how can we open up this vehicle of communication mm-hmm. for him. Uh, and I remember even one thing you tried and did a little bit of it was piano, right? Yeah. Trying to teach him piano to see if that would help. Um, again, this is all for the benefit of him just trying to help him have the most fulfilled life he possibly can. So, and now that I've prefaced enough. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, you're setting up the story. <laughs> this is good. It's good stuff. Um, so I remember just sitting in my room, being like, "Man, I just wish so bad that I could know if he, what he knew, because I, and I knowing that he was so smart and and wise, and that the sometimes the tests and things that we would get back from doctors and school and things just, just didn't show." The intelligence he did not show at all how
0: smart he was and i
1: knew that I knew it was that like there he was can't so read
0: it's like there's more to intelligence than just reading yeah you know
1: and and or so, whatever it was i just i remember reaching a, a like kind of emotional breaking point myself yeah just being like no like i know he can do this and that he has knowledge and he has a way of, of understanding and recalling that knowledge just how do we untap that it's like a, a maze almost like how do we get there there's a locked door, and what's the key that's gonna help us get there? And so I just remember sitting with him, because um, I was a companion to Matthew back yeah. in the day, just like Andy. And I just started singing. Uh, what what's that quote that that uh that you've told me before? It's like actors act.
0: Okay, uh, so there is a YouTuber, and his uh, channel is called Sideways. And basically, he's just a film music enthusiast. And he just creates these uh, incredible conversation conversation topic super, films. Super, super... Uh, mo- videos, I mean. Super, super knowledgeable. So knowledgeable about music. And one of the things that he talks about with musical theater, there's a formula. And the formula basically boils down to um, when an actor or a character in a story can, like the emotions are so strong that they can no longer just say what they feel, they have to sing it. And then when they can no longer just sing how they feel, they have to dance.
1: Yes, and so for me, as his sister, I wanted to help bridge the gap because um, as Andy mentioned before, Matthew does have a happy dance that he will do. But I wanted to try to get this missing piece in the middle what does this singing look like? So, it sounds like stepmothery, but we locked ourselves up in a room and we'd sing. <laughs> um, no, but we, so we would, um, every day, I would just sit in a room and I would sing songs with him. And I just remember praying and wishing to myself, like, oh, if, if only he could just open his mouth and sound come out. And I think, Andy, maybe this is part of why he likes Ariel so much. Because she loses her voice and then she gains it back yeah and I remember once just Mm. wishing and thinking to myself I could if I could give anything to him in this world it would be this this one simple thing and I remember picking him off the bus one day
0: yeah because he would ride the the bus to school
1: so just went out in the front yard and after having this like emotional moment with my thoughts <laughs> like like this is it you know like what's the point like this isn't going anywhere and this is after weeks of doing this me singing and pausing and no sound coming from him yeah and granted she would always sing
0: him songs that he grew up with yes yeah, so, so nursery rhymes nursery rhymes barney rhymes, songs barney
1: disney there's a <laughs> old 80s nursery rhyme guy children's entertainer <laughs> named rafi rafi he and loves rafi yes he loves rafi so i'd sing him you know so it was a mix of songs yeah And I remember so clearly getting him off the bus and then singing A Dream is a Wish and just thinking this was a dream and that nothing would ever come to it. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast. And then he picked up the song and he started singing A Sweep. Mm. (laughs) And I thought I was a fluke. (laughs) So I kept on. In dreams, you will lose your honey.
0: <laughs> We're both crying at this point, <laughs> just so you know.
1: Whatever you wish for, we can <laughs> He's not
0: uh, like an on tune, like no. in pitch singer, but it is like totally A for
1: effort. Yes. So any little bit of purposeful pitchiness, just know I'm trying to emulate. Yeah. Have <laughs> <laughs> faith in your dreams, and someday your rainbow will come. My way through. Yeah. And I just remember, I stopped in my tracks, and I just started jumping up and down with joy. And I was like, this could not be real. Yeah. So, that was a day where yet another miracle came into our lives, thanks to Disney. Yeah. And so... Um, a Dream is a Wish has always been such a, such a special song, not just because Cinderella is such a wonderful princess, sure, but that song carries so much more weight now to us personally as a family, and still to this day, if I sit there and I sing it with him, it's like, it's like he's taken back to that moment. Yeah. It was like
0: something was totally unlocked. Yeah. It was like he got his voice back. Yeah. It's so cool.
1: Oh, and I know I'm like bringing in different princesses at the same time. (laughs) No, it's all good. Yeah. So, um, we love that song and that moment. And I'm so glad that, you know, sometimes it takes moments in life like that. Um, whether you have a sibling with disabilities or just you're going through something difficult, sometimes you have to get to a spot where you are just so broken and kind of hopeless yeah. But then you just, for whatever reason, you give it one last shot, and I'm so glad that I did, because that one last shot ended it up being ended up being exactly when his breakthrough moment happened.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it was right after that moment that you tried. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you would sing other songs with him, and he would immediately start singing it with you. Yeah, kind so of in the was, same way. That was where was, you would start it, a it line was
1: that song, and then we just. Man, it just opened up, and we went from one thing to the next. Yeah. So yes, it was that was the that was the song. That song was the key that unlocked everything, and now Matthew will sit and sing with lots of different people. So it doesn't just have to be me now. Yeah. But that is it's such so a, a an amazing and wonderful aspect and moment that we've shared, and now he gets to share it with lots of other people too. So yeah. I hope this story serves as. Not um just like a, a really cool story, but just as like if you're waiting and hoping for any kind of miracle, whether, you know, it's family related or not, just don't give up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Matthew's taught us that.
0: Yeah. And I think even listening to the songs and singing the songs have been a way that he's connected with us and, yes. and with the stories. I remember this just popped in my head a couple years ago for Christmas. I gave Matthew a canvas and I did like a hand drawing and hand painting of the map of the Hundred Acre Wood. And he, he loved it as soon as he opened it, and I was just so thrilled because I'm not much of an artist, but I was like, I think I could pull this off. And so I did it, and I just remember the first thing Nikki did was she went with him and they started singing the theme song for Winnie the, the Pooh. Pooh and, like, going around with a, a donkey named Eeyore is his friend, and she would, like, point to the part of the map where Donkey was. It was like... it. Really... I mean, Eeyore, not Donkey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, I think when we when we were able to attach the song with the gift that you gave it that's when it It totally made sense to him it was like oh this is the map
0: yeah and he still has it hanging in his room which i think is so sweet
1: so so sweet
0: yeah i just love that um okay so this is kind of a pivot let's do it i think it would be fun i know this is a lengthy podcast but i think this is especially for those listening who maybe have family members with disabilities or even if not, I just think it's really fun to hear stories like this. This is more of a practical um, application of things, but I would love, Nikki, um, if you would kind of go in and explain with me. Um, the The Walt Disney Company does an incredible, incredible job trying to cater um, to families who have members with disabilities. Right. And for some favor of God moment, uh, we have known for about those, um, like offerings for a very long time. And my mom has always been intentional about pursuing those options. Yeah. And kudos. so Can
1: we just give a kudos real quick. We we're talking so much about Matthew, but yeah. it would not be, uh, I I just want to give this justice and give major props to our mom and dad for the yeah. way that they raised Matthew and the way they, they've raised us, yeah, and, and they gave us the opportunity the, the,
0: the, to have moments like this.
1: Yeah, I'm so it it, it, it their sacrifice cannot go into words. Yeah, just so I'll and just, cannot go unnoticed. <laughs> but just say, mom and dad, thank you. Yeah, and we love you so so very much. And um, wow, just your dedication to Matthew and to your family is something fierce, like I've never seen before. And mom, the hours of research that you have done is, yep. Yeah,
0: the, it's incredible. Yeah. So we honor you, mom and dad. Yes. Um, and one of the ways that they honored us was by taking us to Disney to have these memories oh, together. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn. Um, mom, and,
1: dad, are you going to take us again? <laughs>
0: right? But what's so crazy is when you uh, go to Disney World or Disneyland, whether you have physical uh, handicaps or yes. you know mental disabilities, they, they have a variety of offerings for you. Yes. And one of those that we've been able to take advantage of is it's, in a sense like an unlimited fast pass. I think it's called the um,
1: I also I think they call it like a, the disability pass. I want to take a quick moment and say that everything that we have shared is uh, or what we're sharing from this experience is pre pandemic yes so some of the restrictions and things um and offerings and services may look uh quite different because uh up front we have not been back yeah we have not been since the shutdown um so just keep that in mind yeah i will say
0: um so yeah those things could definitely can be different um one of my best friends um she is currently working in attractions at Walt Disney World. And some of the stories that she actually just told me the other day are of families who are still able to utilize oh, that service. Good. That's which is awesome. so cool. So, like Yay. Nikki said, it's probably still limited, but even though there are no fast passes at Disney World right now, um, they're able to, for families that have members with disabilities, they can still utilize that, which is so cool. That's incredible. And part of it is, um, like with Matthew, he just, doesn't have the understanding to, uh, wait in a 30 minute long line. Right. Um, and so we're able to take advantage of this because he, he gets too antsy and I don't know if he, I don't think he gets claustrophobic, but sometimes he does get a little overwhelmed with a lot of people around. And
1: so just like anybody, a yeah. lot of people do. Um, but his can be, uh, traced back to his diagnosis. So, yeah. um, part of what you will need to do if you, have a family member, if you yourself or know someone, um, you would need to go to their guest services, which... Yeah, uh, guest can, relations. Guest relations, uh, which can be found at City Hall. That's at uh, Magic Kingdom. Um, at Magic Kingdom. And
0: uh, Disneyland is City Hall. But towards the entrance of every Disney park,
1: There's there gonna is... going to be a guest relations yes. central So, Hub. like,
0: at California Adventure, it's the Chamber of Commerce. Everyone is called something different, but... Yeah. Just whenever you get to the parks, you just ask, where is guest relations? And they will tell you.
1: Yes. So one of the things that um, mom and dad have always been really good and diligent about is just showing um, uh, proof of diagnosis for Matthew. Mm. Um, and from there, that is when... And I'm not going to go into are very. They're details. very
0: generous with this as well. I wouldn't say that they're going to be like... Well, we can't, you know, accommodate. accommodate that. They are definitely, I would say, they lean on the very generous side when it comes to this kind of stuff. Sure. Um, and so they uh, have and, always, and we, they, would, we have never had any issues.
1: No. And I would say, you know, very generous in their accommodations. Um, so, and we have always tried to do what we can to take advantage of services but also not abuse the the service that's being offered and we would encourage everyone to do the same yes so anywho you're going to stop at guest relations and from there you'll work one-on-one with one of their amazing cast members yeah and um Do you want to go more into kind of... Because this last time was a little bit different. You did a lot more with the app this time than you did last time. Yeah, I think
0: that may be the transition that they're heading towards. Because I remember it wasn't when we went to Disneyland when Nathan and I got engaged. It was the last time we went as a family, which I think was back in 2014. And they literally gave us this little paper. It almost was like a little passport in a sense. I remember that. And there were these checkpoints. I have
1: a photo of it still on my Instagram. Yes, I
0: remember that. Yeah, Um, There were these basically guest relations like carts like pop-ups throughout the the parks and so basically we would go to them and request like hey this is the ride we would love to go on and then they would write it down in the little card and then they would give us a return time yeah so like a time it's slot. it's a little more flexible than a fast passes it's not like we'd have to book it a ton ahead of time but you do have to quote unquote book it with right. someone with a representative from guest relations
1: but to what you were saying. I think more of what they're doing now is digital and yes. on the app. So it mm-hmm. does work and function kind of like what a fast pass is. Have you explained to your listeners what a fast pass is?
0: No, I haven't. So for those who don't know, and uh, fast passes are actually not in use right now. I don't know if they're going to come back, but since. The shutdown happened and since the parks have been reopening, um, Fast Passes have not been a thing. But basically, Fast Passes, it's this service that you were able to use where you could get onto or book a specific attraction that you would want to ride and get to wait in the Fast Pass line, which is a lot shorter than the... Main line. Standard line. The standard line, yes. The
1: fast pass line would give you a time frame. Yes. Like as to when you would go and ride that specific ride. So when we're saying that the experience that we got to utilize with Matthew what did you call it? The disability pass? Something like Something that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so, Matthew's pass. Right. Um, <laughs> we'll call it Matthew pass. <laughs> Matthew's pass that we got to use it was similar in that we were given a time frame with yeah. a ride that we were to go on. Yeah. Um, and we would go and ride the ride during that specific time frame, yeah. allowing us to have a shorter uh, wait in line. Um, no, usually no more than
0: 10, 15 minutes. Yes. Which is remarkable. And what's so cool is with uh, the regular fast pass service, at least how it used to be when you would book your trip to go to Walt Disney World, you can reserve your fast passes up to 60 days in advance. Um, You could only reserve three per day. and then once you use those up, if there were more Fast Passes available that day, you could book more. Right. But you could only do initially the first three. When you have this disability pass. When you have um, a Matthew
1: Pass. When you have a Matthew
0: Pass, you um, are not limited on the number of attractions that you can ride. You do one ride. at a time. You do one at a time. And so you that's book where your limit is. Yes. You book it the day of. Um, but you are not limited on to as to how, how many. How many? Yeah, you can book in Passes a day.
1: you have. Mm-hmm. It's just you do one at a time. So yeah. you want to be thoughtful about where you plan them, um, so that way you're not like running back right. and forth to so different parts the park. of
0: the park. You would want to be strategic <laughs> about yeah. maybe tackling it in a circle instead of zigzagging across. You know, or do that too. The you whole know, Magic if Kingdom, if
1: that's your tickles your fancy,
0: right. Um, so we have been really blessed and really lucky to, to utilize those services. And of course, anytime, I always used to be embarrassed uh, to do this because I know for me, I never wanted to be reminded that, oh yeah, I have a brother who has autism, but if you are going to have a meet and greet with a character and you see someone there, uh, usually buddying up with the character, they help manage traffic and the lines and things like that. Now, granted, this was also pre pre-shutdown, uh, um, but we were able to just tell the character attendants, hey, this is our brother, he has severe autism and has very limited speech, but he, this, if it was Peter Pan, this is one of his favorite characters and he's really excited to meet him.
1: Or, you know, uh, but we've traveled all the way from such and such place and we're so excited to be here with you. We just love your story.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, the character attendants would be so open and they would a lot honestly, of times be able like, to to not warn but just tell the characters like hey this person you're about to meet is not going to be able to talk to you
1: honestly i just want to give a special shout out to character attendants because they have such a difficult job yeah and they have they to have, manage traffic i mean they have they really have to be the gone, bad police like above and beyond so many times for not just our family but we've seen it with others as well yeah and I'm, I'm just very grateful for the service that they provide because yeah. it's uh, incredible. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. Wow.
0: Seriously. And by <laughs> bad police, I mean like if they have to, if they, close you know, close a line, you know, they're the ones who have to do it. You know, the character, you know, doesn't have to. And so they have an incredible job. And uh, yeah, like Nikki said, they've always been so gracious with us. And uh, they've even let us. Skip to the front of the line before. Uh, not, again, to not abuse our our uh, story mm-hmm. of, like, our brother has autism, you know, but we've just genuinely asked, is there any way that maybe we can scoot up in line? And I remember one time specifically someone was, like, you or know... We're
1: just, like, even asking, like, is there any way we could, like, shorten the wait time? So yeah. it's not even necessarily, like, hey, can we just jump right to the Exactly.
0: <laughs> and uh, I just remember one time we were getting to meet aladdin and jasmine and the cast member said you know we're usually not allowed to do this and he said but it's christmas so come with me and we went straight to the front of the line and That's it was amazing. wonderful so anyway all that and also oh, was yeah. it
1: in that interaction because we had let the um everyone know ahead of time was that the one where they had genie with them
0: no that was a different one okay, i'm well, thinking was, of another there time. was
1: one time where we went to the parks and genie was there and Because we had let the character attendant know ahead of time, he was able to speak with um, our friends. (laughs) Um, The genie. The genie. (laughs) And genie actually knew sign language and was able to communicate with Matthew and sign with him. I totally forgot about that. So, again, not to, um, so again, we want to be very sensitive, like. This is not in any way to make fun of anyone with any kind of disability or for anyone to flaunt their disability. But just to say that, you know, sometimes talking about it in a way that's respectful to all parties involved can just be really beneficial and create a wonderful experience for everybody. Absolutely. And so, anyway, I
0: think the moral of our story that we've learned with doing Disney parks specifically with autism is do not be afraid to ask. Yes. Do not be afraid to ask a cast member, hey, is there any way that accommodations can be made? Or um, going to uh, guest relations, you know, whatever it is, um, they are trained specifically to be extra hospitable and provide extra magic, especially for those families, Mm
1: -hmm. which I
0: think is so cool. Um, Nikki, if you don't mind telling another story, this is not a Matthew story but one of our trips that Nikki and I went on <gasps> what um in 2018 we started doing these uh in 2017 we started doing these just sister trips and for a couple of years we went to a Disney park once a year just the two of us yeah. so we started at Disneyland you should
1: do a whole episode on that I would
0: love that because
1: I think that would be really fun i because I'd love to like talk about our experiences and then also give like practical tips that you and I have learned
0: stay tuned that, y'all yeah um,
1: <laughs> Told you I'd be back.
0: Right? Um, but on one of our trips, we went to Disney World, and we were dining at Hollywood Studios at the, I think it's called the 1950s
1: Primetime Cafe. Yes. Do you remember this? I think I know where you're going with it.
0: There was, we were seated. It was like the worst experience ever. And this restaurant is so cute. And everyone ranted and raved about this restaurant. So we booked a, a meal there and we had the worst experience. We, we were shoved to the back, like the very back corner of the restaurant at this crummy little table. And I was like, not happy at all. Neither of us were because we were, you know, pretty expectant because we heard that this place was a lot of fun. And it was. It was, it wasn't it was awful. But for Disney standard, we were like... We were let this is down, short of and that.
1: <laughs> we also had had some friends that had gone previously, not that long before, and they were like, "Oh, you gotta check this out! Like, this was our favorite restaurant of the trip." Yeah. So it was just it was real. It was just a bummer that it started off the way that it did, and yeah. I was like, "Ah, oh, like I really want to like get past the service and like just get some food and right, guess, get, get out of here," which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, but there was a family that was sitting also shoved in another corner. Um, Yeah. That was, what, maybe one or two tables over from us. Yeah, I think
0: we were just at this little two-person table, and then right to the side of us was this family. I think there were
1: three kids? Yes. And then mom and dad, which is exactly the same as us. Three kids and mom and dad. Exactly. And um, uh, one of the siblings had... Um, some kind of disability. We still don't know what it is to this day, and we don't need to know. But um, it was noticeable, and um, I could tell that they were trying. The family, mom and dad, were trying really hard to just have a nice family meal. Yeah. And for uh, the child, um, the 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 child with de- uh, disabilities, they were trying to see that everyone was taken care of, and that that child wasn't being too loud and disruptive. Yeah.
0: Why don't... Okay, so it was a little girl. Mm-hmm. Let's give her, a, like, a name. Like, an alias name. So that way we don't Daisy. have... Daisy. Daisy. Perfect. So, Daisy.
1: Yes. So,
0: Daisy. So, Daisy... Is that the name you gave her in the blog
1: that you wrote Is that about it? I gave her?
0: Maybe. I can't remember, but I remember you gave her an alias name in that. Yeah. Anyway, so, Daisy.
1: Yeah, so, we're gonna call her Daisy. And she was the sweetest thing. And, you know just living her life and uh making noise and sound from time to time and um,
0: the mom was taking care of the, the other two the kids other two and then the dad, dad was feeding her dinner yes oh i remember so at one sweet. point
1: the dad just stopped and after she daisy had made some kind of small outburst which did not offend us at all no um looked over at us and said i'm i'm so sorry i hope we haven't disrupted like Like, disrupted disrupted your meal. And we were like,
0: no no no, like we were just sitting there watching them them and trying
1: not to be weird and like we were totally
0: being weird though. Yeah.
1: yeah. We were trying really hard to like be cool, but we were just so enamored by this little girl and this family and how much they obviously loved each other and just because we've been there. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Before and not you know Sometimes Matthew would have outbursts and there wasn't anything wrong, but there was also nothing we could do to help alleviate him or yeah, you can't control the comfort moments like of that. people around you. And so we were just like, no, 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 like we're so fine. And then we ended up introducing ourselves and having this telling whole conversation. Telling our family story
0: of telling them about Matthew.
1: And, and again, not really going into detail because we didn't really know what was happening there, but just... Trying to paint a picture to this family and say, hey, we know what it's like. Yeah. And we want you to know that you're loved and accepted by us. Yeah. And you will not be ostracized by us. And you won't be That's getting so these weird, strange looks from us. Like, you may be from other people, but yeah. you will be seen and cherished
0: by us. And honestly, what they helped do was they, they helped make this trip feel more like a family trip for us. The Disney that we always knew. Because yes. that was a... It was a, our
1: first time to go to Disney without Matthew. Right, uh,
0: our first time to Disney World. Disney World. Yeah,
1: and we were we actually was was kind talked of about it that a day. Culture shock. It was it was honestly. really weird going to the parks without Matthew, and we were really missing him. Yeah, um, just like seeing characters that we would have loved to have like had that moment with. Yeah, and so we were we, we were missing, missing him, him, and then having this like weird dining experience, and it was like this hey. is so not the Disney we know. Like, what's happening? And, and then, then like Daisy, and then we meet Daisy and her family, and. So anyway, so our waitress ends up bringing our, our food and I'm going to fast forward to the end of the story and we're just like, Annie and I are like, oh my gosh, we have to do something for them. Like we have to just make something magical f- happen for them. Yeah. Not because we're trying to show how great we are or anything like that. We just want, when you see someone who's been in the same spot that you are, your compassion. You just want to reach your hand out. And love them. Yeah like smother them with love. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And so it was like how can we do that for this family? And so we tried to pay for their meal. That ended up not working out because they had a meal plan. Like um, yeah, like the Disney so, dining and then plan we were and like, so it was already oh, covered. Oh no. Like we really wanted to pay for it. So we settled on getting this really fun little uh It was this like souvenir cup. Yeah, souvenir and we got cup. them
0: for all three of the kids. And this all was actually kids. so. This is a shout out to our waitress. Yes. Uh, because as soon as we told her, hey, the family that's right next to us, we'd really love to pay for their meal, and she said, let me see what I can do. Yeah. And so she she like totally well, first, turned a corner because at, at first, first she, she was, was like
1: really surprised. She was like, "Are you serious?" Like she thought it was a joke, and it was like, no, no, no. And and we made it very clear, like we appreciate your discretion. Like
0: yeah, like we don't want them to
1: know that like it was we, us. We don't yeah. want. Yeah, like, we really just want to bless the family and leave it go. go. And then she came back and told us they were on a meal plan, and we were, like, crushed. And then it was her idea. Yeah, it was her idea. She said, hey, we have these souvenir cups. What if you did this for them instead? Like, the kids
0: would really love it. And so we were like, yes, let's do that.
1: So we ended up giving these souvenir cups and we got to watch them get distributed to the table. Part of me like kind of wishes they wouldn't have ever found out, but... Because um, the
0: waitress was like, it's them. It's, it's the them. table right it's next it's to you. They, they, they made got, some extra
1: magic happen for you. Something some magi- like
0: that. It, it was really M- sweet. Mickey's Our waitress magic. was great. Yeah.
1: yeah. So she she's turned a corner when we did that for Daisy yeah. and her family. And so anyway, but just like, didn't they like both parents hug us or something?
0: I can't remember, but I just remember them being so grateful. They were
1: so incredibly grateful. And again, it was just one of those moments where it was like, Disney is speaking the language right now. All three of the kids had just such a fun time with their souvenir cups. And there were like these light up little things inside the cups as well that Daisy actually loved. And Mm -hmm. I was worried that... Because sometimes light up toys and things can... um, affect kids can be overstimulated yeah and be overstimulating and um her dad was like oh my gosh no we're like we're doing this blah 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 type of therapy with her at home and, and this it's is like this is great this is great this is exactly what i mean like this couldn't have been any better and yeah it was like well praise the lord it was a way of being able to not only honor the family that was right in front of us daisy's family but it was a way of being able to honor matthew yeah and it felt like he was there with us, and it felt like for the rest of the trip that our trip was blessed because Matthew was with us. Yeah, you know, from that point on, you know. Yeah, and it, so. Yeah. And that was their first trip
0: to Walt Disney World, yes. like a Disney Parks trip together. And so they were trying to make it extra special and
1: for the kids because they didn't know when they were when it was going to be on and just what they were sharing about like what they were going through at home and all the therapies and things. It was just like. And we just got to so encourage them,
0: kind of what we talked about here, like, do not hesitate to ask cast members for help because right. they're trained to do this. And I think that was really encouraging to them, too. I think so. Because I don't think they just, I don't think they knew how much was available to them. Right. And I just, I loved it. And that was just such a, a sweet memory. And so even though Matthew wasn't there, it was like he was. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's just so it cool. Was, it
1: was Matthew's generosity that helped make that happen.
0: Absolutely totally agree he's just the coolest human being and you know we wouldn't love disney the way we do without him
1: for no. sure matthew has shaped literally everything in our lives the way we see people the way we interact with others and how we view right and wrongs and what is justice and all yeah. of those things have been shaped by him and yeah. um disney is that dialect that we used to communicate we did when we were little and we still do to this day. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. Hopefully, I'm ho- like hoping that you can hear in our voices the love and the pride that we have for our brother. Yeah. And for all of the incredible <laughs> oddities and idiosyncrasies <laughs> and wonderfulness that he has brought to our lives. Yeah. That's I guess a big thing that I hope people can gain from listening to this podcast this time around for sure and And hopefully some laughs too (laughs) right
0: (laughs) and even like how I mentioned it at the beginning part of why I see the magic of Disney in such a real tangible way is because of him is because of him exactly and so um I've loved just taking the time to to chat about all this so thank you Nikki for for coming on and for being part of this episode and uh wouldn't want to do it with anyone else genuinely same so be looking out um at the show notes for some fun links and i think i am gonna post that video of that vlog with the peter pan uh moment because it's just uh, it's too good so it's uh this has been such a pleasure, and something this is this has been an episode <laughs> that I've really been looking forward to to delving into since before the podcast even started, and so I hope that you guys have enjoyed this, and hope that you see the magic of of Disney in in a new and unique way Absolutely. because of it. Um, if you have any questions about anything that we discussed, anything about. Autism or our personal experience or just tips for doing Disney with disabilities or whatever it is, feel free to send an email to magic through my eyes pod at gmail.com and we'll get back with you on that. And uh, yeah, I may have Nikki help me with some email responses. I would love that and i'm pretty
1: good at typing
0: right she's like excellent (laughs) excellent typer um but yeah we would we would love to answer any questions that you have just any thoughts that you have on the show i would love to hear your thoughts and uh any thoughts
1: feedback questions yeah all all of the
0: things i would love to hear it so thank you guys so much for being with us today until next time we bid you adieu I will say for both of us, we love you. Matthew, this episode is for you. And we wouldn't be where we are without you. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll see you real soon.